Welcome to the Life and Times podcast with your host Lloyd Phillips. This is a podcast that's put on for the people, by the people, of the people. I, to be honest, I think I'm the only people. It's all. It's really just going to be me, probably, and uh, occasionally maybe some other people, but. Welcome back to the Life and Times podcast. I'm your host, Lloyd Phillips. And, uh, you know, we'll get to our episode right after a word from our sponsors. Boxing Bear Print Company. You can reach them at BoxingBear.com. Boxing Bear is an independent art studio and print company located in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Since 2011, the studio has stocked alternative art prints and paintings for its loyal customers and friends. And right now, if you subscribe to their mailing list, you can get 20% off. I mean, I'd go hit them up. As a matter of fact, these guys made my infamous podcast logo, which I'm still very much appreciative of. So go check them out at boxingbear.com. Our next sponsor is The Cookie Barn. You can reach them at thecookiebarnwaco.com. So they're an online cookie company and they have a pickup location and they'll deliver locally in the Waco, Texas area, but they also ship nationwide. So you can order for birthdays, anniversaries, reunions, showers, or just really any occasion, uh, or just enjoy them yourself. So they specialize in company and client relations and they have discount pricing. So let your clients know and your customers know that you're thinking about them and you appreciate their business. Also with every purchase, you'll be satisfied knowing that you're supporting an amazing nonprofit organization and they help foster and adoptive families. So a portion of every purchase goes towards e1a.org. Encourage one another, thecookiebarnwaco.com. Winchester Ranch premium beard oil products contain unique scents that are unmatched in the marketplace. They only use natural, unfiltered, uncut oils to provide the most nourishing ingredients in your beard regime. So leave the big box beard oils for the hipsters because no self-respecting cowboy wants to work cattle smelling like a New Jersey nightclub. So whether it's AM Lumber, Outlaw, Trail Boss, or Whiskey Saddle, Winchester Ranch Beard Company has a scent for everyone. You can reach Winchester Ranch Beard Company at winchesterranchbeardco.com. Once again, winchesterranchbeardco.com. Welcome back to the Life and Times podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Lloyd Phillips. Um, you know, it's spring break week. Spring break week. And, uh, you know, this week, I didn't have anything planned. I, to be honest, I'm not. it's not that I'm just the worst parent as far as planning for trips. It's not that. It's I'm more, I'm just bad in general. Uh, I'm 42 years old. I could probably count the amount of spring break trips outside, outside of my wife going to my, my in-law's house, in, whether it's her sister or mom and dad, in-law's house, outside of that. Probably I can count the amount of spring break vacations we've taken on one hand. So it's spring break week. My wife couldn't get off. Like, I don't know why. You know, she has a job. I got a job. 
this podcast. <laughs> Whatever, man. I'll get there in a second. So, um, yeah. Well, it was Monday at 2 a.m. Because I put this podcast out, right? So, Monday, 2 a.m. And I, I'm like, you know, I got to take the kids somewhere. Like, we got to do something. But what I discovered when you try to do a planning of a trip um, it, it, for spring break, you probably shouldn't plan it on, like, the first day of actual spring break. Uh, that's not, it's not good. Uh, there's, there's nothing available. So I decided, okay, I'm, I'm going to take these kids to Branson. Now, I've, I've talked about Branson. Actually, I think last week I had already decided that I was going to do this. I, I might have I brought up some of that first part, but I, but I do know that it's hard to find things to do. Uh, water parks that I wanted to take indoor, you know, of course, uh, they were all booked up. So anything that seemed to be very cool or exciting booked up. Uh, to buy airline tickets to go uh, across the country, no, it's just the prices are astronomical. I think they are in general anyway right now, but when you try to book a trip last minute, um, it's just out. So I decided I picked Branson. Now, I, I think I did talk about this. I think I did, right? I, I don't ever remember from week to week. But, but if I did, I didn't go this in depth because I, I wasn't there yet. So pulling into town, you start to see the billboards, uh, you know, about the shows that are coming. And uh, I'm as also, if you're a listener, you know that I'm a pretty big judger. You're right. I'm a ju- <laughs> you're not supposed to, but I'm a big judger. And so I, I'm looking at these billboards. I see these guys like this guy. His name is Rick Thomas. I don't I can't even believe I remembered his name because in my head, I kept calling him Rick James. So I never could remember his name during the week. I made fun of this guy pulling into Branson on the billboard. I'm like, he looks like an Elvis impersonator. I have no idea who, who the guy is. I just know that uh, I I find them to be mildly embarrassing. That's that's that was my my thoughts. All right. So now coming into town, you've heard me talk about Branson and and how I feel like their entertainment there is probably subpar. Right. That, I mean that those are my opinions. So um, I go to attempt to watch this guy Stevie Lee Woods. I do think I talked about this last week, and so. I didn't realize this guy is, uh, you know, he's big time headliner there, at Branson. He don't do Tuesday shows; he only does Friday shows. You know, he's the, he's a big weekend guy. You know, that really bring the house down there. So I, I wasn't able to watch him. Well, guess what? I asked the lady, "Hey, what other shows are happening?" And it turned out across the street from where I was staying uh, was the guy that I made fun of, who looked like an Elvis impersonator. He, he's a guy who looked like he's probably sixty five years old and dyed his hair jet black and still slicked it back and, uh, you know, all that. So I'm like, all right, well, let's go watch. So you girls, I said, I was with my daughters. I was like, hey, you guys want to watch a magic show? Uh, I was going to subject you to the greatest musician of Branson history, all-time history, but he didn't have a show. So we, we, they said, yeah, let's go watch magic. Listen, I'm walking into the theater judging. I don't remember how much it cost me. It was like $88 for three tickets or something like that. And I and I am walking in thinking, oh, this guy's going to suck. That's what I thought. I thought it was going to be terrible. He comes out on stage. He, he, looks like, he looks like the old Elvis, you know, but older because Elvis didn't make it to like 65. But he, he's, he's built like old Elvis. And um, he comes out and he says some kind of thing. When I was doing magic all over the world, and when I had a Las Vegas show for what now, right when he said that, I quit listening. Like right then, I'm like, 
there's no way this dude had a Las Vegas show. You're in Branson. That's what I thought, right? So I was in my in my head and I'm mouthing the guy mentally. Um, yeah, well, I look him up. Uh, he had a show at one point at Sahara and he had a show at one point at Tropicana. Now, anyway, you you look at it, you could say, oh yeah, well those those aren't as cool. Look, this guy was actually a Las Vegas uh, performer, like he had his own show. So then I thought, well, okay, in the show, I'm like, I don't know, I guess I'll pay attention. I thought he was just a Branson guy. Like, that's what I thought. Completely not a Branson guy. As a matter of fact, I thought the show was great. Now, was I sitting there with the actual, uh, the illusions? Was, like, was I baffled by the illusions? No, it's a magic show. And with the, you know, the rise of social media, if you want to know how anything works, you just look it up. You know, it's lighting and cameras and trap doors. So, so I wasn't, like, fascinated by what I was watching, but I was very it actually entertained. I thought the show was great. So my kids got on stage. Um, lots of kids got on stage. There was a lot of crowd interaction. Uh, he, he spoke a lot with the crowd. He added his points. And here's how you know that you're in Branson. I mean, the, the, the pro-America talk. I mean, which is good to hear. You know, if you're a veteran, that's, that's super cool that people do that. Uh, but, you know, add, adding his points that you'd probably never say in Las Vegas, to be honest. I, you, you just wouldn't. And, uh, I, look, the show was great. It actually was great. And my kids took a picture with them afterwards. Now, there were things about the show that, was, <laughs> that I found. I, I can't tell you it's a podcast. And uh, I can't show you on the video. But every time... Uh, the, the lights would turn on. He'd be standing in the center of the stage with his legs spread, with his arms uh, out, not, not straight down, but out to his sides, looking downward like, you know, like mysterious. And then uh, the, light would, would, <laughs> the light would come on, and then he would look up slowly and then, like, wave his arms in a magic way, you know, like, like magic people do. And uh, I thought that was nerdy. But the show was awesome. Like, I thought it was great. Anyway, it was a fine weekend. So I'm assuming, I'm assuming some of these other shows. Look, I mean, am, am I going to pay a hundred dollars a ticket if they come to the BOK Center in downtown Tulsa? No, I, never. But I got to be honest, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool. My kids love Silver Dollar City. Outside of, you know, if you don't have this this uh, Trailblazer, is what they call it. It's a terminology if you're if you're a big Branson fan. We didn't have the Trailblazer Pass. So I probably waited, uh, I don't know, four or five hours in lines waiting to, to ride these rides. We only rode five rides. I probably waited four hours in line. I, I could do away with that. But anyway, great time. So what we did in Branson. Uh, Rick James Thomas, check him out. That guy, if you're ever in town. I'm not, I'm not playing. I actually thought it was pretty cool. Uh, speaking of be okay, by the way. Uh, I'll backtrack in a minute. But speaking of be okay, I, I went to a hockey game. Uh, I don't know what ECHL is, but, you know, Central Hockey League, whatever the E is, um, minor league hockey, Tulsa has a team. Well, because they have the BOK Center, unlike where they used to play, the BOK Center houses major concerts because it's a very large venue. So basically, if there was an NHL team, an actual NHL team ever come to Tulsa, they would 100% play in the BOK Center. And it would 100% be the same size that it needs to be with the rest of the league. It'd be right on par. So it's kind of cool that you go to this minor league hockey game 
And it's not just in some abandoned convention center. Like, it's in a pretty awesome arena. So, the atmosphere was cool. And my kid, my youngest daughter, she doesn't speak in public. She actually, she doesn't speak in public at all. If you don't know her, she doesn't talk. Like, I, I got to make her talk. She'll answer you, um, but she didn't used to at all. I would have to, like, nudge her in the arm and be like, open your mouth and talk. You know I mean? That's, I feel like that's what I got to say. Uh, she has this one of her best friends, she doesn't talk either. One of her other best friends doesn't talk. So I got three girls that don't talk in public. Um, and they want to go, <laughs> they want to go to the, to the uh, concession stand. I don't know how they were going to order anything. I have no idea. I don't know. They were all three going to stare at each other. I have no idea who was going to talk because none of them speak in public. Now, all of their families, and to include me, uh, my youngest daughter at home, she's the mouthiest person ever. She just wears her older sister out all the time. And to be honest, she's kind of witty. And I hear the same things from the parents of the other two girls that were with me. But I'm just saying in public, these girls, do they do not talk. So I don't, I don't know who answered. They, they screamed all night long at the convention center. Like unbelievably screamed all night long. And so I, I heard them, but I turned around one time. We're, we're setting in the very top. That They're setting in the very top. I'm in the center, but in the top section. Um, and so the only time they quit screaming, not my daughter, she still did because it's me because I'm her parent. So she, of course, speaks in front of me. So I turn around and look at them, and, uh, you know, that silenced the other two. You know, the ones that don't talk, if you look at them, those, yeah. So it went silent for a second. But other than that, it was like a great time. They They screamed all night long, and it was fun, and, I mean, it kind of made me want to have season tickets to this place. I, I thought it was a thought it was a it was a fine ending to the uh, to the spring break. I mean, I felt like that. I did learn something though at this uh, at the at the hockey game. I was singing almost every song there. Now l- let me revert back for anybody who's new. But uh, you know, I, I I will announce I'm the PA announcer for a local high school, and I also control the music. So when I when I I play certain music. Um, I try not to make it like an 80s skating rink. I mean, I, that's, I would prefer it, but kids these days want their own music. Well, I started noticing last night at this hockey game, that I, most, most of, not most of their songs. Oh, yeah, look, I'll go this time frame. Most of their songs that they played, most of them, were between 30 and 50 years old. The actual songs were between 30 and 50 years old. Now, right now, if you're like, they played 50-year-old songs, that must have been terrible. Now, if you start doing the math, once again, 30 to 50. I'm sure there's a 50 sprinkled in there, but they were playing like Ozzy Osbourne songs, you know, from the 70s, from the early 70s. But they're still well-known songs that that people listen to. I started thinking about that. What what if... um, what if, if when I was in high school, they played songs between 30 and 50 years old? Uh, now, it wasn't like a song show, kind of like it is now. I think these days people dress it up and try to make it more what you see on TV kind of thing. You know, we had a warm-up song. Nobody played music at halftime in between games. Nobody did that. Actually, when I was a little kid, they had the jazz band is what they had at the high school events. I don't recall the jazz band when I played, 
But growing up as a child going to high school games, they had a they had a Bam was awesome back then. I mean, these guys were awesome. And that's not to discount whoever they were when I was there, but uh, but they were really awesome. They had a lot of people, a lot of good musicians. That's what they had back then. But now, what? Whatever. I rambled. Could you imagine if we played songs that were fifty years old back then? I would literally. You'd be listening to fifties music. Now, trying to warm up, <laughs> trying to trying to warm up in football or trying to get uh, warm up in basketball. Um, we'll see. Even go wrestling if they have music while they're warming up. Could you imagine their warm up music being? Do you want to dance? Do you want? I I only know those words, so I don't know the rest of the song. But could you imagine if that's the all the fifties sounding? You know the fifties music. Fifties music sucks. I know everybody thinks that their uh, error music is good. There's no. I don't know how anybody can say in the fifties era. <laughs> you can't convince me that it's good. Now, okay, hold up. Do I like the Beach Boys because I was subjected to the Beach Boys uh, as a child? Yeah, I do. I actually, I, I like them. And I know the songs, and that's great. But I, there's, no, I can't. There's no way that I could get in the car and put it on a fifty station, and and drive down the road and be like, man, this is awesome, because it's not awesome. Fifties music sucks. I don't. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. Who loves it? It's not good. You know all the little jingles. I'm not going to get into it. I just tried to sing one, and I, and I, don't, I didn't know the words. So all the jingles. I, I just I am not a '50s music fan. But now, related back to hockey, these guys are playing music 50 years old, and the whole crowd singing the thing. Uh, what if they started playing 70 year old music? That'd put me about where I was at in high school. Nobody, nobody would listen. They would have a meltdown. Like you got to stop playing this. Nobody wants to hear that. I'll tell you something else that's that's new, that that's different these days, um, that didn't exist then. Uh, you know, so as we all know in Oklahoma, uh, well, I don't know if you know if you're across the world, but uh, in Oklahoma, with marijuana, cannabis, or have weed, whatever you want to say, it's it's medically legal. It's not, it's not, it's not legal. <laughs> it's not, it's not federally legal and you can't just go buy it and walk down the street and do it. Can't do that. Uh, but medically it's a thing. And so when I walked in the arena, remember, I haven't watched the Tulsa Oilers hockey team in, I don't know, 20 years. So one of the sponsors that, uh, has their name on the, uh, on the ice, uh, was, Cannabis Country, I think that's what it was called. Cannabis Country, one of the sponsors of the Tulsa Oilers there. And, uh, I mean, because there's these dispensaries uh, on every corner. Um, it's not it's not uncommon to see that thing, and you see it so much. If you live in Oklahoma, like, you don't even bat an eye that you see it anymore because now it's been legal for, I don't know, I don't know how many years, four or five years so it's just now like a part of life where you just see these stores everywhere. But here's here's is where I'm going. So you know at sporting events how they have the the t-shirt shooters the you know the, with air, so they're blowing the uh, blowing the t-shirts out. You know, and I I've made that uh, point before. 
if you're a chubby guy, don't stand up and try to catch the T-shirt. It's not going to fit you. It's never going to fit you. It's going to be a large, max extra large, and if you're anything bigger than that, just don't even stand up. Well, anyway, so they're blowing these uh, shirts out, which is the thing that they do. But now, for the cannabis country, <laughs> they're like, okay, all right, cannabis country, you know, whatever event, it was sponsored by cannabis country. And they're like, get those cards out. Get those IDs. Hold them high. Let's see all your weed cards, everybody. And uh, I don't remember what you won if, if you showed your weed card, I don't remember, but that literally happened at, at Tulsa Oilers hockey. I, now, I, I, look, is it medical? Uh, I, look, they say it is. So if they say it is, it is. I mean, uh, there's a lot of uh, advocates for it. There's a lot of de- deniers too. But I, look, I'm not one to judge that. I don't know. But all I'm saying is, but uh, for other medical things, it's not like this would be the same scenario. If I owned a diabetes clinic, now if they have those, and I don't know the name, sorry, it's more stupidity on my part, but if I owned a diabetes clinic, that'd be like me driving around at uh, Phillips Diabetes Services is sponsoring this event. Okay, all you diabetics, get your diabetic cards out. Let's see it. Who? Where's our diabetics in the crowd? Uh, to, I don't know, to get 20% off a Whataburger or whatever they give out. I don't know, I guess in that case it'd probably be I'm 20% off weed or whatever. I don't know. I just found that to be odd. Like, I I, <laughs> I thought it was funny, uh, to be honest. But, yeah, literally, show me your weed cards, everybody. And, like, there were probably 2,000. Nah, I don't know. I don't know how many people were in the place. Uh, I'm going to go 8,000. Uh, 1,000 people held up. Nah, probably another exaggeration. 500 people held up weed cards. Like, I just was, I was just baffled by it. Like, hey, man, what about these HIPAA laws? What about the HIPAA laws? Can't be telling people. Yeah, HIPAA's going to come to your house and get you. So, uh, I was just thinking this the other day when we were in Branson. It's another thought I had. Now, I know there's people. I've already talked about the shows. Um, so, some of those people probably are famous or were back in the day, you know, de- depending on, you know, some of them probably were. But do famous people go to Branson? You know, everybody has these Instagram posts and social media, and they always uh, say these uh, places they go, these elaborate places. And, of course, Disney World. Any, any of the Disneys are high up there. But do you ever, have, have you ever seen anybody on social media, uh, anybody famous, is like, yeah, we went to Branson, Missouri. It was the greatest time of our lives. Now, once again, I already said it was better than I thought. But has anybody ever seen anybody fa- uh, famous in Branson, I wonder? And what made me think of that is my, my friends were in Disney World this week and and they posted on social media. They're like, oh, look, we saw our favorite YouTubers. I mean, obviously, there's YouTube people that are famous uh, and now are like big stars elsewhere other than just YouTube. But they're like, oh, look, famous YouTubers. And then it made me think, well, in Branson, uh, are there famous YouTubers in Branson like that make it have a Branson vlog and a million people follow them? I don't I don't think so. I'm only I the only reason I think that is because I didn't know this till the other day. I didn't realize. I was pulling into Branson. Remember, it has all those theaters and um hotels and you know, then there's just a city there also and there's 
shops uh, that they built on the river. There's some golf courses there. Like, there's some life there in, in Branson. But the, the sign pulling into Branson, I'm not going to get it exact, uh, so I'll just you know, ballpark the average. But the sign said Branson, 10,000 people. I think it was 10,178. That's what I think it is, but either way, 10,000 people. There's only 10,000 people in that town. Look, I grew up in a small town, and the county seat that was next over, I think it had 10,000 people. There's no way it's the same size as Branson. And by the way, that place now probably has 15,000. There's no way that place is bigger than Branson. I just don't see it. I don't know if that's the thing you do. Uh, anyway, back to that. I don't. Do famous people go to Branson? They're like, oh, I've, I've heard of this wildfire ride. I got to get on it. I don't know. It's just not a thing that I think that uh, the famous people do. <laughs> I just, I don't. You know, unless, uh, you know, Rick James, which I had already talked, Rick James uh, Thomas, unless he's bringing his famous friends from Las Vegas, I don't, I don't think that's a thing that happens. Yeah, there's one other thing that, that, I, that I have done uh, that I did this weekend um, that I thought was uh, kind of interesting, I guess. For, for 42 years of my life, now, I haven't been going the St. Louis way that long, but I, I remember we went to watch a St. Louis game a long time ago. Uh, I was probably five or six. The first Cardinals game I went to go see. And um, so at least that long. I've been passing this sign. And I, and I also lived up that way for about a year. I passed the sign, Fantastic Caverns. I passed it forever. Um, always. So I didn't. But I've never been there. So I didn't know if this was the one that you have to walk in. Uh, I didn't remember. Uh, I knew there was one that you ride in. I thought it was, if you paid a special fee, you could ride, which is funny for all the chubby comments I make because I thought, you know what? I'm paying the extra fee. I'm not walking this thing. I'm going to hop on this, uh, this cart. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna take me and my kids in. Uh, well, at Fantastic Caverns, it turns out nobody walks in. They, uh, everybody gets on the cart, which was good for me. I was excited to see that. But I'd never been. So we pull up. Uh, it's it's literally like you're driving through not a neighborhood, but a populated countryside. And and there's no other stores around it. It's not it's not like that. And when I pull down in there, I feel like I'm pulling in somebody's private land. I, I feel like it's I would have to look it up. I don't know. If you listen to the show, you know I don't research stuff. But uh, um, it, it felt like it's almost like privately owned. That's what it feels like. And maybe it's not now, but at one point it was. Actually, I know from the tour guide, it was uh, uh, an old farmer's land. And he discovered that he had um, those caverns, whatever year. I don't remember the year. I'm going to go 1857. But that's when he discovered it, somewhere in there. And he didn't tell anybody for five years because he had an entire world underneath his property. And, uh, and he found it because a, a dog ran in there. A dog ran through a little crack in the rock. And that's how the cavern actually got discovered. Uh, he went in to try to find his dog. I mean, I don't think I'm butchering this. If you've ever been there. Anyway, well, you go and it's, it's got the stalactites and stalagmites. Look at that. I, I learned that also. So I don't know if you've been, anyway, it's a cool place. So they like truck you in and then they show you uh, the inside of the cavern. And, um, I mean, what a cool place. If I owned that on my land, I don't think I'd tell anybody though. It'd be my own private wonderland in there. And I don't think animals live in there either. They say there's a, uh, there's, see-through fish and see-through 
crawfish. Maybe they even called them crayfish, I believe, on the uh, on the guide there. But if you haven't been there, I would check it out. Uh, I mean, did I think it was cool? Yeah, it was cool. I mean, it's definitely something worthwhile. Do I think that they should be spending $700 a billboard um, times 100 for like a 20-mile stretch? No, I think you should pull your advertising budget back. Uh, I don't think it's uh, quite that big of a draw, but it was cool if you haven't been there. I mean, at least check it out one time. I always do that. When I'm when we're on uh, the road and we do vacations, especially one that I, there's no time frame, which is, you know, I don't want them to yell at me later, which is why I don't necessarily like some of the motorcycle trips I go on because we drive 500 miles a day. So anything that's off the side of the road that you've never seen, if it's not, if it's not, if it's not like right on the side of the road, uh, we're not going. We just don't have time. So that's why I like to have road trips. Uh, if there's anything that's historic at all, I always pull over and look at it. So anyway, it's outside of Branson. It's in Springfield, uh, Fantastic Caverns. That was the first time I, I ever checked that out. Uh, there's no bats, though. I mean, there's like 30 bats that live in there. Growing up, I thought in, in caves there would be bats and they hang upside down. I don't know if bats hang upside down. I mean, you can look it up, I guess, but uh, does every bat sleep upside down? Is that a thing? All of them? Do all of them do that? Listen, I tell you what, people, anybody listens to this show all the time, uh, at some point, at some point, <laughs> I'm going to start to research some, some things before I get on this show. Uh, I don't know if my brain um, zones out when I start speaking uh, in this show or if I really am not as intelligent as I thought that I was I I don't maybe maybe I'm not as intelligent as I thought that I, <laughs> that I was by not knowing any actual information in full I have n- no idea um anyway well uh if I didn't remind you baseball season started uh, April 7th I think I am finally going to do some research I believe I'm finally going to do some research on a show uh I, I'm gonna have a special Thursday, Pete Rose uh, show. Uh, Pete won't be on it, unfortunately. Uh, Pete doesn't know who I am, but he needs to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm going to do that show. Anyway, thanks uh, for listening in, everybody. And, um, yeah, we'll see you.